All right. Good evening. Good evening. This is Dr. Cornell Lewis coming to you with the Keeping It Totally Real podcast. Just wanted to get out there and make sure you all get a chance to uh, have a, a conversation with us. So today's conversation, uh, just wanted to get a chance to talk with you about what's going on in the country. As we know, there has been a um, insurgency on the Capitol, uh, the Capitol of the United States. There's been a lot of conversation surrounding this, such as what if that would have been black people? So let me catch you up. One of the things that you need to understand is that um, there is a, uh, a anger here in the United States of America, and that anger comes primarily from the fact that uh, there are people who are feeling like they are losing their privileges. They are losing their power. And when you lose power, one of the bigger issues is that and the problems is that I'll never get that back. And so what we had um, on January the 6th of 2021 was a group of people, mainly white Trump supporters, uh, to they went and uh, attacked the Capitol of the United States based on the Capitol building, based on the fact that they were upset that uh, President Trump was being removed from office and that Joe Biden would then be the, become the president of the United States. This is an unparalleled time. This is a time when we must all be um, diligent, but we must all really be uh, to un- we must all really understand that um, this is a rare moment in history. It's my belief that uh, there's an upheaval in history on uh, on a regular basis. Uh, there's an upheaval of countries. Rome did not stand forever. Uh, Countries do not stand forever the same way that they came about. There are times when you want to maintain the status quo, but the real issue is that there are people who want the status quo to end or they want it to continue on. And so while there have been a lot of arrests over the last week of people who uh, participated in that insurgency, I do not believe that America or black America really understands that this is not over. I just recently looked at a picture of some someone was driving down uh, High Street just now and there was supposed to be a big old rally uh, today. People uh, coming out and being angry about Donald Trump not going into the White House, uh, not staying in the White House and the street was bare except for soldiers of the National Guard and highway patrolmen, there was no one at the state house. The windows had been boarded up, but there was nothing. And this is, this is mainly because there is a reaction and not an action. The reaction comes from the fact that, oh, wow, we saw this. And now the action is what we would call overboard. One of the things that I really am troubled by is the fact that this reaction should have been the action. So what we find is there's so much going on now and there's so many people who are saying, oh, we got to protect the Capitol. But the question in my mind and in the minds of a lot of people is, 
what happened to last week when you should have been taking care of the Capitol and you should have been taking care of people in the Capitol? Uh, there was there were gallows erected outside of the Capitol building. Uh, there were people who got into the Capitol building and uh, was looking for the vice president, Mike Pence, and looking for people that they really wanted to hurt. It doesn't matter to me if people say, you know, the news says, oh, we're walking that back. They may not have been wanting to kill. They may not have wanted to kill these uh, senators and, and so on and so forth. Well, I'll tell you something else. If somebody is breaking into my home and they're coming in with weapons, please do not let me be so simple as in to believe that they won't kill me. It's not something that we can just wave our hand at and say, well, it happened, but what, was it really that bad? Yes, it was really that bad. I don't want to uh, uh, take too much of your time today, but I'm going to take a little to kind of explain some things. For a very long time in this country, uh, white males have been in power. And we know that the numbers of procreation in the white male population have been decreasing. Not increasing, but decreasing. Uh, whites have generally not uh, procreated at the same rates of blacks and of uh, people from other ethnicities in this country, Hispanics. Therefore, there's less of them being born and more of us and other ethnicities. Which brings to mind that uh, right around the uh, uh, 2030 mark, we're going to have a decrease in uh, white people in this country. The one thing that we have to keep our minds on is that this does not mean that uh, power is going to be lost. One of the things that I always am clear about with people is that power is in the hand of the one who wants to commit racism. Black people can be racist. We can have racist views. We can have racist conversation. But we cannot commit racism, which is the more egregious act. Racism keeps us from jobs. It keeps you from buying a home. It keeps you from living in certain places. It keeps you from having a raise at work. Racism is the bigger problem, which has been going on for some time now. Black people can be bigots. But to, un to be clearly understood, black people do, cannot commit racism because racism is made by power or is buttressed by power and power is in the hands of the whites. Now, I want to be clear with you that black pride does not mean anti-white. I myself do not believe that every white person is a bad person. 
I do believe that every white person is not clear on what the challenges are in America concerning black people and other races. They don't want to get clear. It's not a shame not to know. It's a shame not to want to know. Plenty of times we've come to the table and it's been conversation after conversation. Corporate America has these things going on like every other second of the day. We want you to know people better. We're, we're, we're truly into diversity. Well, you can darken the room, but not listen to my voice. My voice should not have a color with it. My voice should have, if it's educated at all, my voice should have your ear. That's called inclusion. Diversifying a room means nothing if there's not inclusion. That's the first thing I wanted to get across to you all that you may not understand. Yes, you are being uh, uh, you are being hired as a black person to go into a company. That doesn't mean you're going to get a chance to change that company. What I've loved to see, and I've been overjoyed about this, is black women who have, are taking their uh, their rightful place in the in the larger companies or in the greater seats of power in America. One of the problems that I see is that I wonder if they're going to actually allow this person to change something at that level. White men have been in charge of this country for so long that I don't know if they're ready for this. And so what happens when someone is not ready for something, they fight it. And they fight it with everything in them. This is what you saw at the Capitol last week. There's another problem that I want to clear up for you. How is this not going to end? Nobody showed up at the state of Ohio Capitol building today to destroy it. Well, one thing is that they all saw their friends getting arrested this week. And now they realize, don't put your face on camera. If you put your face on camera, they're going to see you and they're going to arrest you. The other thing that they're doing that they've realized is let's go underground with what we're doing. We shouldn't be above ground with this because what's going to happen is people are going to get the idea and they're going to actually know that we're at the back of this or we're at the head of it and we don't need those kind of issues. So let's let's make sure that no one knows it's us. So they're going underground with it. There'll be more attacks, but now you're looking at these lone wolf attacks. You're looking at the things that some person says, I'm upset, and they decide they're going to blow up something. This is why we got to become more vigilant as a people. Now we've got to look at people and really understand what they're saying to us. This is going to be pretty hard with masks on our face. 
I want to know what you're going to say to me. I want to know what your plan is to do to me. What you're trying to say? Are you trying to tell me that I don't belong here? Well, I go back to the great theologian uh, Ice Cube. Go back to Africa. I stare at you. Because I ain't got it too good in America. This is also our land. This is also our place of residence. And so it is not expected that this will be given up easily by black people. And force seems to be the only way that it will be taken by white people who are in these types of areas of living. They don't want to lose anything. To know that you're in power, who wants to leave their kingdom? But I submit to you that the time has come in this generation, at this moment, for us to begin to say, live with us in peace, harmony, and equality. Peace, harmony, and equality. There are things that happen when people cannot live in peace, harmony, and equality. Those things are usually met by violence. There are things that have gone on in this country that are too atrocious to talk about. But let me be clear with you. What happened at the Capitol building was a planned attack with insider information. I lived with people for close to two decades who I know had discussions about how much they didn't like the government, how much they could have gotten rid of the government, who, who loves, but some things were just chatter, just talking. Let me give you a little background on me. Spent eight years in the United States Army. I was on the DMZ, the demilitarized zone in Korea. I was also in the 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg. So I've exited high-performance aircrafts under the canopy of parachute to secure hostile drop zones. I've gone to war in Saudi Arabia. Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm. If there's one thing that I've been privy to in my life is when a threat has been made by someone who was determined and has the information and willpower to carry it out. There are some people who aren't just talking. Talk for them is over. They are about action now. And when you find somebody who's all about action, you tend to back off from that person. So many times we tend to think that we have things under control. I watched this past week as Capitol officers opened the gates for insurgents. And as they got inside of the Capitol building, they knew exactly where to go. There were large 
uh, there were spoken of to be large groups of people who were on tours the day before, even though the Capitol was, was closed, has been closed since March of last year. There's so much insider stuff that went on and nobody seems to care. And there's going to be an opportunity for people to sweep this under the rug and say, well, it wasn't that bad. I mean, we got it under control now. But truly, it was an attack on the United States of America soil. And in that process, the same way Osama bin Laden was hunted down and summarily uh, murdered and killed for his uh, involvement in 9-11. These people should be hunted down, as the FBI are doing right now, and held accountable by by the law of justice, the system of justice, for what they perpetrated against the United States of America government. This is not going away. They're still angry. As I watched military signals being given, and I watched as men in camouflage and in gear, armed soldiers, people who knew how to commit war, who knew how to wage war, follow one another, holding backpacks, each other's backpack, following each other through a made line to get to the top of the stairs. If this isn't an attack, I don't know what is. We can echo the words of Franklin Roosevelt when speaking about the Pearl Harbor bombing. This is a day we'll live in infamy. We'll never forget this day. And what it should never be forgotten because the minute that you do, you have let your guard down. So many times we tend tend to sit back and hope that things are going to be okay. Small contingency force of Capitol guards tried to hold people off. Then when someone gets shot, there's a question, oh my God, what did you do? Soldiers don't understand when uh, someone advances on their position and tries to kill them that they should try to wound someone. That's not the case. Just as quickly as officer and a police officer who has gone rogue will shoot a black man is just as quickly as people who are protecting the brain trust of this country with senators, house members. We should defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The FBI has had information for a very long time and has been putting it out 
that white groups who may not just be supremacists but may be radicalized are in the process of making plans to attack this country. Some people just want to watch the world burn. They want to cause as much chaos as possible. They want to leave people as maimed as possible. They claim sometimes that, oh, I didn't mean to kill anybody. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. That wasn't my intention. And for most, because they are privileged, they'll call their dollar, their high-dollar lawyer and say, get me out of here. But I appreciate the fact that they've been denied bail. Those who have the opportunity to have power can leave the country, go hide in different parts of the uh, country and do, be a survivalist the same way that uh, Rudolph was after the uh, Oklahoma, the uh, Olympic bombing. He was helped by militia in the woods to stay out of sight of the FBI. But I think one of my greater joys is the fact that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has stepped up the arrests and gone in to get the people who have been identified as insurgents, who have been identified as terrorists. These are not people who just felt like they wanted to save the country from some foreign government. The last time this, this part uh, even came about was when the English were trying to take over this country. And that, that revolution and that war was fought. But this wasn't a foreign country. This wasn't a foreign government that they were after. This were, this was, they were after the people they see every day. They nearly beat a police officer to death with the American flag. No one understands these kind of things except for someone who's been there. So you will take the, the very American flag that I have saluted, gone to war over, nearly given my life for, and you would beat a police officer with that. With all due respect, you have lost your mind. For some of us, the flag still means something. But it only means something if there's equal justice for all. If all men are created equal, then all men should be judged equally. That hasn't been the case in this country for many, many years. There are 2.4 million people in prison in this country. 
and 89% are black males ages 18 to 34. Illinois today just commuted and just got rid of 500,000 marijuana cases. It's a step in the right direction. Most of them were low level anyway. This is not to say that people have not committed crimes because we know that's not the case. But let's look at the crimes that were committed last Wednesday. More heinous, out in the open, public, didn't matter who was watching. The sheer stupidity of some people to steal the lectern of the Speaker of the House to go to her office and sit in her office, steal mail, and steal laptops with uh, sensitive material on it, classified material. I shudder to think what have got, if they would have gotten a hold of one of those senators, one of those House speakers, one of if they would have gotten a hold of a Nancy Pelosi. There's such thing as being drunk, drunk with power. And what you saw last week was white people majorly drunk with power. No, as a black man, I've seen it for years. I've seen it for years and it troubles me still. How can I sit by and watch this happen knowing that if those would have been black people or people of color, they would have mowed them down by the thousands Every bullet in the chamber would have been used. Reloading would have been the order of the day. And get the rest of them and let God sort them out would be the motto. This is what's more painful about being an American and being a black American. Too many times, the treatment has been completely and totally unfair. I've watched it happen over and over and over again. I know for a fact that there are good white police officers. There are good black police officers. There are good safety people, firefighters. They're good first responders. But at the same time, there's the not so good. And they're the ones who need to be rooted out. If you keep your views to yourself, how much you don't like this and you don't like that, and oh, the government, they're gonna mess everything up. Okay, everybody's got their opinion. 
But it's the moment at which you start using that opinion to destroy others. When you start making it clear that somebody's going to have to pay with retribution for your feelings. When you smiled and laughed last Wednesday as a group of idiots took over the Capitol. You're the one who needs to be spoken with. You're the one who needs to stop and take your badge off and give it back and say, I am not cut out for this. Defending yourself is one thing. Defending this city is one thing. Defending people who could not defend themselves. That's one thing. But killing people because you don't like them or putting them in jail because you don't like them is not, should not, will not stand up in court. It must not stand up in court just because I don't like you. I'm going to put you in prison. Or I'm going to shoot and kill you. Those things should not be able to stand. Yet still they have. And so many times we run into people uh, and officers who are getting off. And, and, you know, you have these unions, the Fraternal Order of Police and people like that who are saying, hey, we got to do what we got to do. As a matter of fact, it pains me to know that even myself, who was in the union for 22 years, defended one time by the union and don't think they actually even wanted to do that. I knew who didn't like me while I was working. I've been told, you handle this run because we're in a neighborhood where black people are. People of modest income. And we have a rule. Look, I don't have time to play with you. Somebody could be dying. And the truth is, whether we wanted to or not, we have families to feed. I've got some very good friends on the fire department. Friends that I know I could count on in the hard times because they understand my character. This is what it means to look at a person because of their character and not their color. This is all I've ever wanted to be judged by is my character. Never by my color, but my character. There are people who believe that they're my very good friend who I probably will never speak to again in life. Because it is by their hand, it is by their thoughts that I was treated so unfairly while I was there. 
When people say, you're my guy, or you're our people, or you're the one, hey, we're going to back you up, then it's expected that it will happen. But when that backup never comes and you're left in a room to try to figure it out yourself and it doesn't seem like there's backup, there's an attack, then what you need to realize is you look at your hands and you realize you are black and you're living in America. And there's a defense that has to happen, but not for you. The question I have is, Are you protecting us or protecting them from us? No more TV watching. No more, oh, this is the way it is. Oh, they're going to mess it up. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, hey, look at this Antifa. No, no. That wasn't who stormed the Capitol last week. Those were white people with a plan to destroy people. There were pipe bombs found. Black people have no reason to storm the Capitol. We don't have any reason to storm anywhere. You know why? Because we've been putting it up for this long, putting up with it for this long. I'm not getting up to go storm a solitary thing. But what I do know what we will do And I know it right well. We will vote your behind out of office. That's what we'll do. It's the first time in my life where I have seen what voting can do. Stacey Abrams, she lost that election, which could have been called a a fight, a skirmish. But I love the fact that in her silence, she came back and won the war. Those who did not like her, she put all that she had behind her movement and got them voted out. There's no question about it. In less than 100 hours, we will be under a new president and a historical vice president being a black woman. First time in history. That doesn't mean anything. You know why? Because I want to know where the power lies. The power will still lie in the hands of a white man. They gave a black man supposed power in Barack Obama. He tried to seat one Supreme Court justice and was stonewalled by Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party for five 138 days of his presidency. Yet still, with Donald Trump, they seated a Supreme Court justice in eight days. There are many people beyond 
those insurgents last week who have to pay for their crimes. They have to pay for what they did. They need to pay through the justice system for who they had tried to be. This isn't 1776. This is 2021. And you all who stormed that Capitol, you all who are the senators, you all who are the Capitol Police who opened the gates and let them in, who gave them uh, maps, who also helped rip the emergency call cords out of the offices. You all are the Benedict Arnolds of 2021's insurgency upon these United States of America. You have made yourselves enemies of this state. You are now on no-fly lists. You now must beg to be pardoned by a president who could care less about you. He is trying to figure out what he's going to do. Would I have wanted him impeached twice? No. Doesn't matter to me. It didn't matter because guess what? He's done for now. But still, 70 million people voted for him. It wasn't as much of a landslide that we would like to think. But black people showed up. And that's saying something. Republican Party is right now in a, a quandary because they don't know what to do. So many of them uh, went against the Electoral College vote and they, they, they screamed at the top of their lungs, oh no, the election's been stolen. And now they're apologizing to their black constituents back home because they know that the amount of time that they have left and that little light blinking in the corner of their eye is their career dissipation light. And it's about to go on, or go on high and it's about to go out. It kicks into high gear right about the time that you know that even in Black Wall Street, in Oklahoma, you can be put out of office if we just decide to show up at a midterm election and tell you your tenure here is over. You will not represent us again. The power of the vote became evident this time around. And I don't, I'm not upset at COVID. I'm not upset with Donald Trump. It has taught us something. People are more important. COVID has taught us, taught us that people are more important than money. Donald Trump has taught us that if we do not pay attention, then we too shall be caught up under the same wave of foolishness as these people were last week. Most said I was caught up in the vibe of the mob, the mob. 
These were the same mobs that in 1850s came to New York and uh, fought. Angry mobs from the five boroughs decided that there was anger going on and they wanted to kill each other based on their feelings and their thoughts. As a matter of fact, a lot of those mobs were firefighters and police officers. Anger filled their hearts just like last week. There are union halls right now that are sitting and people are saying, well, we're going to find a way to make it happen. But who wants to lose their job today? Who wants to get fired? Who wants to go to prison for what you've done? I would venture to say nobody. Oh, but thank God for social media. Thank God at this time that technology has given us the power of the camera so we can catch you doing what you were doing. My hands are not squeaky clean because I've had my ups and downs. But I will tell you this. I will not storm the capital of the United States of America. I will not participate in an insurgency to up to overthrow this government. The government sits on the shoulders of Christ. We're going to get into the white evangelical on the next podcast and how it has come to my attention that I, as a black pastor, as the pastor over a church where, where mostly black people are, has gotten me to the point where this has come to my attention and gotten me to the point where I don't know if you're with me or against me. As a matter of fact, if you show me that you're with me, then that means we believe in the same Jesus and you're willing to give up the power that you have to help me build an economy for my community, which has been overrun, taken for granted, and stripped of our very dignity. There is something that you cannot have. Whoever you are who thinks that you can have something from this community, there's something you can't have. You cannot have my character. Character is the clearest process, the clearest thought that I can possibly even come up with. I will stand where I stand. And my people will stand with me against injustices. We have fought for years to try to have justice. And very rarely, very rarely, have I seen my white colleagues from churches across the nation stand with us decide to say, you know what, I'm going to give you the equality of power. 
My connections will be your connections. My people will be your people. We will fully connect to figure out exactly what you need because we have taken for so long and we are not going to take anymore. We're going to do this way thing the way Christ said so. And by the way, for all of you who thought it was, the Second Amendment is not in the Bible. Not the King James Version, not any other version. If you find that the Second Amendment is in some version of the Bible, let me know. Yes, you have the right to bear arms. Yes, you have the right to take care of yourself in that respect. But you don't have the right to take people and treat them the way that black people have been treated in this country for centuries. This has been Dr. Cornell Lewis with the Keeping It Totally Real podcast. A week removed from a terrorist act in Washington, D.C., Y'all take care of yourselves. See you next time.